0: So there's, there's five training principles. Specificity, overload, um, fatigue management, stimulus, recovery adaptation, and variation. There's more, but those are the most important. Um, learn about these through RDP, Renaissance Periodization. Um, they've got really good content, but that's where we um, you know base a lot of the principles from. You know, if you train according to those principles, you pretty much cannot not progress. Um, and a lot of people don't have any idea of them. Um, they, they're quite simple. You know, they can really be simplified. Um, yeah, just yeah. Not enough people know about them. Like, especially if you're not getting coaching, you really should have an idea of them. Like, otherwise, you know, you you. I think everyone sort of does know them to an extent like yeah. unconsciously like yeah. you know you need to you know you need to train hard you know you need to do repeatable things mm-hmm. but you need to do things in accordance to what you the outcome is like yeah. doing things you know specificity yeah you need to train towards a specific outcome you need to be doing certain things like mm. you want to you know put on some muscle mass going for a run every day and eating in a calorie deficit isn't going to work. You need to do things that are proven to get that result. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. People do know that they need to do those things, but mm. they're probably not
0: aware enough of them to yeah. keep track and actually consciously include. Yeah, just having them in the forefront of your mind when you're training. Anyone can understand these things.
1: Yeah, especially know. like we've simplified them down so much that mm. you could give that to
0: like a primary school student and they'll probably understand it. Yeah. And that's what the members are. They're our little primary school students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously, specificity is the most important one. So training, a specific outcome. So what's, what's a specific outcome that we, that we commonly see?
1: An example? Yeah. Uh, well, like every 17, 18 year old boy who wants to just, you know, get massive. Yeah. Get as big as possible yeah. in the shortest amount of time possible. I'd say that's the most common goal I mm-hmm. see. Or or, if, or
0: second to that would probably just be lose weight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So if you wanted to, if your goal is to put on as much muscle mass as you can, let's say you're training you know, at least three times a week, that's really I think you need to be at least coming in three times a week. Um, you should be enjoying it and wanting to come in more than that anyway and making that time. But you would want to be prioritising your compound lifts, so prioritising squat, bench, deadlift. You know, if you make sure you can do those movements well first, and then you know your ability to do everything else will be a lot higher. Well, if you can't do those movements, you probably can't do all that. You know, everything else is just a variation of those movements. So you'd be prioritising those things, and maybe while you're learning to lift, you would be going a bit heavier on, you know other movements are a bit bit safer so you know you might be dropping the weight down to make sure you get your form is good on your squat your bench your deadlift doesn't mean you can't progressively overload on you know hack squats or leg press or chest chest press or um things that you you have a bit more confidence in that you can't really fuck up and just writing down what you're doing yeah yeah.
1: that's that's a huge one it doesn't matter how you write it down like Hmm. phone or like Depends if you get distracted easily, maybe not a phone or just a notepad and just looking what you did last week Mm -hmm. and making a small improvement on that, which is where the progressive overload comes in.
0: Yeah, so back to specificity, like that means you're eating as well. Like you've got to be eating for that outcome as well. So yeah, prioritizing those movements, going a bit heavier on the ones that you have more confidence on. So yeah, if you're young starting out at the gym, that's my advice. We see we got a lot of um, boys coming in here who graduate, who just in high school and they don't really get that support in high school. Which so honestly, if, if, the, if the school has a gym, I think they should, that should be a priority, you know, um, just learning how to lift properly. But anyway, that's enough, another story. Yeah, eating. You want to be eating for that specific outcome. Yeah. So yeah, tracking what you're doing. When you're training for specificity, I think
1: a number one thing for that is to actually know what your goal is Mm. (laughs) because yeah maybe you say like you want to lose weight but then the next day you come in and train like a bodybuilder and it's like that's not conducive
0: to your goal yeah well that's a whole nother story is like people not defining or knowing the girl their goals or giving themselves like a set time frame to do it and just like oh we'll get there like i'll do mm. this <clears throat> by the end of the year i'll get there but it's like no what? like breaking that down into three monthly monthly weekly daily okay what do i need to do each day to do that am mm. i doing that
1: yeah okay like but you, not asking yourself that question like yeah 100 percent you it's, can't, it's you can't work bored.
0: towards a goal if you don't
1: even know what yeah. that goal is to begin with mm. it's not defined um <laughs> but yeah so that's number one set your goals <laughs> know, <laughs> know what you actually want to achieve so you can like figure out a path to
0: Get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that comes down to the questions you're asking yourself. You know, actually having a reason you're in the gym, like why, why are you actually there? Like people don't actually have the reason, they just got, you know, they do know deep down, like there's an emotion there, but they're not really conscious of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm getting a bit unhealthy. I should
1: probably just join a gym and go every now and then so I don't get fat. Yeah. It's like, that's not enough of a reason <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: to. <laughs> what does it mean to you to, to be healthy? Why do you want to be healthy? How does that affect the rest of your life? Mm. How do you feel around the, everyone, you know, your your relationships? How are you showing up to them? Um, are you being a role model for your friends and family? Do you, do you exude confidence? Like, what is that costing you because, you know, you're, you're not healthy? Uh, you know, if you tap into those reasons, you're probably not going to make some stupid excuse. And when you do, mm. you'll be aware of it. And your purpose in the gym will be a bit, will be stronger than those excuses. Yeah, I definitely don't think that's talked about enough. Yeah. Just being like self-aware, being aware of your your
1: reasoning. Yeah. Why are doing it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It
0: comes down to the questions you're asking. People Mm. don't ask questions enough. Of themselves. Yeah. But training is just one thing. It's a a good reason to start asking yourself some questions. Like Mm -hmm. if you can, you know, create, use the gym to find, you know, as as a means to building these habits and asking yourself these questions. That's like where the real, you know, transformation happens, it's not like, it's in the mind, the body just happens mm. after, you know? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, how will it feel? What does yeah. it mean to you? Like, what what's holding me back? Like, What limiting beliefs are, are stopping me developing these habits? Like, how am I speaking to myself? And like, you know, why do I keep self-sabotaging? Like, people don't ask themselves these questions. And, you know, a gym is, just getting a result in the gym is like a great place to start. And that's gonna carry over to every Mm. other aspect of your life. Yeah,
1: Mm. 100%. I think I've personally found i made my best gains when I wasn't worried about how I looked. Mm. When I just forgot about that and I just trained because I actually wanted to train. Mm. wanted to get stronger and then It was like those were the best probably gains I've ever made Mm. in the shortest amount of time. It was like the only time I wasn't thinking about that. Well, I was thinking about it, but it wasn't my main driver. Yeah.
0: mean, like you had more purpose behind it, it wasn't just about how you looked. Yeah,
1: <coughs> yeah, when I stopped worrying about trying to get huge muscles to look better, that was when I actually started to make more progress. Mm.
0: When would that have been, you reckon? Oh, uh, like the first time you started, like you made that shift from just looking better to I want to be strong and healthy I wanna you know. But I
1: just sort of wanted to learn about training. I want to train properly, train hard. If you
0: give yourself permission, to be more confident because you have bigger biceps, then yeah, that's great. That's awesome because then you can, you know, do all these other things so you're more confident, but <clears throat> you'd realize you just gave yourself permission. You didn't need the big biceps. Mm. I think like the self-respect thing is a big thing as well. People will do things they couldn't do before. They're like, fuck, I respect myself a bit more now. Mm. Yeah. Like I, What else can I do? Like What else am I, will I allow myself to do? Anyway, I just went on a big tangent there. <laughs> that's all right. What, do we want to bring it back to specificity? Yeah, yeah, specificity. So yeah, thinking as well, that's the main key for that from that in a way that, you know, is specific to that outcome. Creating a bit more meaning behind it than just superficially how you look and how much you're lifting. If You can find some uh, some other reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Behind that, definitely got to have that too, but that's gonna be more powerful. What do you think was the like, biggest shift in your mindset with your training?
1: um well i suppose i went from feeling like i should i like i have to do this i should probably just get it done and then it's i don't have to worry about it till tomorrow to actually like wanting to train Mm -hmm. and wanting to learn about training and what made you want to do that uh, oh that was around the time i started doing the personal training course Mm -hmm. and i like started training a couple of people and i was like i don't want to let these people down i want to actually be able to help them and know what i'm talking about so i need to like take it seriously myself as well yeah to fully understand it yeah so when it was about other people, you know, yeah, and that was like a big shift. Like, yeah, when I felt I got some responsibility for other people, not just myself, then I felt like I really had to take responsibility for it and
0: really actually learn. That's powerful, man. Like, and they don't teach you that in the PT course. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's not even talked about as your mindset. It's like, why are you doing it? Like, <clears throat> are you just doing it for money? Because you're gonna fucking fail. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I don't even, I don't even think about money. I just think about, I just don't want to like. We'll let these people
0: down or like tell them something that's wrong, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It's having responsibility, yeah, yeah. So, mind, food, and physical goals like training, training for a specific, you know, training specifically for an outcome with your movements and your exercises, eating specifically, you know, eating. You know, if you gain muscle and want to get stronger, you make sure you're in a surplus. Um, if you sort of want to maintain, you're obviously in. You you're caloric, and um, so just at maintenance, and if you want to lose weight, you make sure you're in a deficit. Keeping your, you're always keeping your protein high, no matter what you're doing. Just doing eating, so. yeah. eating clean in general. Yeah, exactly. That's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, that's just general health. Yeah, just general tips, and make sure that you're, you've got a specific outcome a bit deeper than just physical. Maybe.
1: Um, maybe just back to the training. Yeah like some practical
0: actual yeah. examples. Yeah, so if you wanna bench press, like say, say your goal is to get a big bench press. Say you wanna bench press 100 kilos when you get to the two plate milestone. You'd wanna be training at least, you wanna be benching at least twice a week to get good at that movement. One session maybe a bit heavier, um, one session a bit lighter where you might do more volume. Um, so heavier, one session maybe heavier with uh, he- heavier weight and lower reps, at the start of your session, second session, a bit lighter and more volume. Um, Any imbalances you have, you want to be addressing those as well. So make sure you've you've got some unilateral movements in there. So one-sided things with your heavy compounds, getting good at the movement. So technique, um, shifting enough weight, tracking what you're doing. That's really important. If you're just doing the same thing every week, you're not going to get stronger. Um, So that going back to principles from there the second one is overload second most important from after specificity would be overload yeah when you when you're training making sure you're you doing enough to get the responsive adaptation and growth so you can't be you've got to be progressively increasing the weight so that your body is forced to get stronger to cope with the uh, heavier demands that you're putting on the body tell me it's your first video without telling <laughs> me it's your first video <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we just cut out the last ten minutes of huh. <laughs> cut out <laughs> fucking everything. I yeah. know nah, everything. <laughs> it's not a good, yeah, it's, it's, it's a quality content. I'm, I'm gonna take YouTube trip, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. So track what you're doing as well. The specificity, like train for the thing. Train by using movements that are proven to get a result with that. With that for that outcome. But also, you know, writing it down and consistently sticking to those exercises for a set period of time. So that, that's the last, that's the fifth principle, would be variation. But, um, you know, that still comes down to specificity. You know, if you're not, if you're doing random shit all the time, you know, you, one week you bench press and then the next week you just you dumbbell press and then you switch every, every two weeks, like you're not gonna get particularly good at that movement. Um, your body's not gonna, you know, get used to it. So you're not gonna be able to go heavier because you're doing random shit all the time. So you wanna have the same set of exercises that you stick to for at least four weeks. At least Uh, four? Yeah, at least four. Um, Often more, but I should say at least four. And then write it down, what you're doing. Make sure you're tracking it. Each week, you're progressively overloading. So that's the second most important principle. So you want to touch on that one? Yeah, so progressive overload.
1: Basically, you're just increasing the stress placed on your body over time because your body, essentially muscle growth is like an adaptation to stress. So if you place the same stress on your body every week, your body will eventually adapt to it. And then once it can handle that amount of stress, there's no need for it to adapt any further. So you need to figure out ways to place more stress on the muscles to force more adaptation, which is growth of muscle size. So you bench press 60 kilos one week, it's kind of heavy, the next week, it's a little bit easier. Next week, it's a little bit easier. Eventually, you can bench press 60 kilos quite easily. And then if you're just doing that week after week and never increasing the weight, never increasing the reps, you're eventually gonna stop growing. So you wanna add weight, add reps, add sets, like slow it down, anything anything you can think of. There's a million different ways Mm. to add stress to it, but that's essentially Mm -hmm. progressive overload.
0: Exactly, overloading in some way. The, bo- the body isn't going to grow if, if you don't, you know, force it to. The body wants to stay the same, essentially. So if you don't, and, you know, introduce enough of a stimulus, it's it's not going to grow. And that's training intensity. Are you training hard enough? You know, are you tracking how hard you're training? You know, to
1: grow. Yeah, that's another thing. You could be could be progressively overloading, doing a little bit more weight each week. But if you're still training with like ten reps in reserve, mm-hmm. uh, that's still not going to be enough.
0: Yeah. So yeah, RPE, so that's a good measure to you, to do to make sure that you are overloading and you are training with enough intensity. So RPE is um, reps, uh, rated perceived exertion. Um, and it's just a measure we can use to, okay, am I training hard enough or, or am I not training hard enough? So it's on a scale of one to 10, really simple. So 10 is absolute failure, you've failed that rep. Um, nine is one rep off value. You, you know, you're one rep off failing. So you don't really want to ever be going to ten or anything. Um, I mean, you can, but like failure is you know, going to your head. You maybe, yeah. maybe
1: if you're powerlifting and you're trying to win like a competition or something, you're doing a one rep max. Mm-hmm. Then you want to be at ten. But yeah. Yeah, but when you're but just 10, yeah, training
0: 10, 10 is actually failing though so you don't want to yeah you don't want <laughs> to be there yeah. you want to be like a 9.5 really yeah at um at highest <laughs> but um and uh, you know if you're tracking it and you, you you every set of six you know every every set you do you're four you four reps off failure you know you're not training hard enough too so mm. just to jump back you say 10 is actually failure yeah pretty sure 10 is failure. i,
1: I would have said 10 is you'd finished it but you could not have done one more yeah that, well, that was my interpretation yeah maybe
0: I'm wrong yeah well 9 is one rep off failure so is 10 failure or is it that that's the heaviest you potentially could have done
1: yeah see I always thought 10 was like you, you did it but like that, you used everything
0: to do it and you couldn't have gotten another yeah. rep out these are the questions that keep me <laughs> up at nine. Um we're still learning 2 guys <laughs> you know don't take everything we say you know don't don't just take don't us... listen to any of it. <laughs> pretty much don't know what the fuck we're talking about at all. Um, but yeah, don't just use one source. For, you know, pick and choose what you want from different sources and make your mm. own mind up. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also important to mention
1: while we're talking about intensity is that you can also go the other way and you don't want to be training with too much mm. intensity to a point where
0: you can't recover for the next session, or yeah. for the next week, yeah, ex- definitely. That's like finding that balance. Like, if, if every single set is nine, you're you're going to be doing too much. Like, your body's going to recover properly, that your your next training session is not going to be hindered. Mm. You know, that's where you actually get stronger is, is is recovery and growing. And if you're not, you know, if you're training too hard, you know, if if you can't squat again for three weeks because you just absolutely fucked yourself, then that's really getting many gains from that because you have to stop yeah so it's just a good measure we can use to find that balance yeah as on the other end if you if every set is five or six then you you're not going to be training hard enough that your body will adapt
1: yeah you need to find that balance it's some people will be on one end of it and some people will be on the other end it's important to be able to see where you're actually at and how hard you're training you're going to be training hard but you don't want to be training so hard that it impacts your next session mm-hmm. and that you
0: are missing out on some gains yeah so writing it down you'll know, have a balance of you know on you where you're doing more volume towards the end of your session you might be doing a bit lower you might be doing you know six um, and doing more reps and with your heavier sets you know towards the start of your session always starting specificity again starting with your heavier lifts and then working down to your more isolated lifts. You know, you're going to have more energy at the start of your session so you start with the with your biggest lifts so you can get the absolute most out of them. Mm. Plus they're going to be more taxing on your body. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're going to not going to be as fatigued, so our execution can be to of a higher level. You know, you don't want to be doing squats at the end of your session when you you're cooked, you know, you're mentally not there and your body is, you know, you know, maybe your glutes aren't firing because they're mm. just cooked. They're not, they're not doing their job properly. Yeah, you're you leaving can, yourself at risk. You can definitely force out some dumbbell curls when
1: you're tired mm-hmm. and like really force yourself to finish them, but you don't want to be doing that with like yeah. deadlifts yeah, squats definitely.
0: when, you're, when yeah, you're tired. Just like mentally as well, like that focus that you need like, can go out the window as you get more fatigued. Yeah, the movement will start to break down. It's when you get an injury. Mm-hmm. So, we start starting with the heavy compounds. So, legs, your squat, front squats, those, those would be your heaviest compounds. And um, Then, you know, you might do uh, an IDL. That's that's quite taxing. You, you don't want to really be doing that towards the end of your session. Then, moving on to like your hack squats, your leg press, then Bulgarian split squats, and maybe finishing off more isolated exercises like leg extensions. I like to do those movements at the start to, to warm up as well, just a bit lighter. So, the main, main takeaways would be training for a specific outcome. Number one. Number two, do enough that your body has to adapt. Okay, it has to grow. And, you know, three would be measure. Measure what you're doing. Um, because if you measure, you don't know. So measure and track. Um, write down what you're doing. Stick to it for at least four weeks. And, you know, at the start of your session, open up what you've been, where, wherever you've tracked, on, in a diary or on, on your phone. Okay, I hit X amount uh, on squats last week. I need to either increase the weight, add a set, add a rep to at least one set. Or you could add a couple reps to a number of sets. But you know, it doesn't have to be weight, especially if you're not confident on that movement yet. Um, don't go loading it up, just to progressively overload each week. You know, being smart about what you're doing. But um, yeah, at least at least spinning it on one exercise in some way.